The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 217. I hope that you guys are doing very well today. This episode is coming uh, direct from uh, the hospital in Barcelona and I'll get more into that in just a moment but if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety then you can get a free session uh, with me to get that. All you need to do is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message or you can use my uh, Calendly to book yourself that free session. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about uh, the importance of uh, patience when, when dealing with OCD and learning how to overcome it. But in particular, I'm going to be talking about uh, challenging situations uh, like I'm experiencing right in this very moment where uh, I'm at the hospital because uh, my girlfriend is uh, soon to be expecting a baby and we are waiting. We are in the process of waiting and nothing is happening right now, although there's all sorts of things uh, going on. And so it's a real test of many of the skills that I have to employ uh, with OCD. So in this podcast today, I'm talking about what are the skills that I use uh, with OCD that I can also use when it comes to difficult things like this? Because these two different situations, you know, they're very much interlinked. Of course, uh, with this particular situation, um, you know, this is to do with being in hospital and not necessarily to do with OCD. But, you know, patience is a huge part of the process of learning to get over OCD. If you demand that you be better straight away and that you have perfection, you're likely to carry on struggling. So, you know, patience is a really big part of the puzzle. If you find this podcast helpful, it would be amazing if you could follow and like on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, that really does help the podcast as well. So many thanks, guys, and I really hope that you enjoy. I'd like to start today with a quote by Leo Tolstoy and it is this the two most powerful warriors are patience and time and um, this is very apt for me right now in this moment um, as I'm actually at the hospital uh, with my girlfriend and, and we're waiting for a baby to come. And um, there's all sorts of complications that, that we're having with this pregnancy. And it means that my girlfriend is now having to, to, uh, to stay here at the hospital indefinitely, probably until the baby comes. And we're not sure when that's going to be. Um, we're not getting any sleep at all because, um, you know, every night we wake up and there's issues. Uh, she's experiencing pain or different things. And obviously, this is creating a lot of stress. 
and uh, uncertainty. Um, you know, that thing that uh, just about everybody with OCD really struggles with. And so I'm having to uh, apply a lot of the skills um, that, that I've learned to deal with OCD over the years to this very situation to make sure that, you know, I don't uh, get lost in obsessing about things and ruminating about things. Um, and I want to to kind of just reflect on that that quote uh, by uh, Tolstoy once more. Uh, the two most powerful warriors are patience and time. Now, in this situation, this is exactly what you've got to do in a situation like this. You have to be patient, as you have to be patient with OCD. If you try to demand uh, for things to to resolve and you know to have certainty um, straight away, all you're going to do is you're going to uh, create more anxiety for yourself. And in a situation like this, uh, the best thing that I can do is to try my very best to just accept what's going on. I can't change uh, these circumstances. I can't uh, make the situation uh, better for my girlfriend uh, other than trying to remain calm and trying to be present, trying to be uh, as focused as as possible for her. Now, I'm not saying that I'm perfect at doing that. (laughs) Certainly not. I'm trying my best and I'm feeling the, the pressure of the situation. But, you know, I am really trying to recognize the fact that if I'm patient, and if I can just wait, because, you know, time is often the best healer with, with OCD. If we can recognize the fact that we need to lean into our discomfort, feel the, uh, the, the anxiety and allow that anxiety to be there. When you're in certain situations in life, there is going to be real life pressures. And sometimes with OCD, um, you know, the things, the obsessions that we're facing you know, there isn't actually um, a real life thing. It can feel like, um, you know, if it's a worry about cont- uh, contamination that isn't based in fact, um, of course, that's not quite the same as actually being in the situation that we're in right now. Um, however, how we deal with it is kind of the same. We've got to recognize that if we're patient and we allow enough time to pass, uh, and we don't get lost in ruminating and, uh, and and worrying, then things will work out for for themselves. So I wanted to talk about what what skills I'm trying to apply in this moment in order to to remain patient and calm and to to allow things to to go at their their natural pace, which is what you obviously have to do in this situation. Um, and I think first and foremost. Um, what we have to do is we have to uh, take control of our focus. If I was to allow my mind um, to just start worrying about all of the possible outcomes, um, given the complications that we're having, then I could end up in a very negative uh, place. I could spiral and uh, allow my thoughts to take me to, to places that I really don't want to go to. And if I did that, then actually, you know, I wouldn't be helping the situation whatsoever. I wouldn't be helping myself. And I certainly would not be helping my girlfriend at all um, because my anxiety would go through the roof. Um, And the fortunate thing is that, you know, of course, as I talk about a lot on this podcast, 
you know, we do have control over our ruminations. We do not have to get uh, engage in ruminations. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not going to get intrusive thoughts. And, and I keep getting quite a few of those uh, over the last few days. Um, but I am able to, to make sure that when I do get an intrusive thought, that I'm just acknowledging it, labeling it, using uh, diffusion techniques to help me to just let that thought go and come back to the present where I need to be, where I can actually uh, be helpful uh, to the situation. And by doing that, then actually, you know, I'm, I'm facing the reality of the situation and I'm trying to be positive. And again, I'm not perfect at this. Uh, I'm doing the best I can. I feel the pressure of the situation. But I'm, you know, every time that I do feel myself getting lost in uh, the potential concerns it's just very gently try to bring myself back and maybe I get distracted again two minutes later and I just gently bring my focus back and um, you know we need to do the same thing with OCD the next thing and it's kind of related to to this is actually taking charge of the narrative myself and what do I mean by this well the way in which we make sense of the world is through stories and you know we can tell ourselves positive or negative stories we can search for you know what is wrong or what could potentially uh, go wrong in any given situation which is so often what we we do with with OCD or we can choose actually to start focusing on all of the things that might be going right in a given situation um, a really helpful way of, of thinking about this, I think, is to, you know, imagine uh, if, a, if a person walked into the room and this person was, you know, a real personality. Um, if you were to take in the whole of that person, um, you know, their, their body language, their expressions, the clothes they were wearing, you know, you could get um, a proper view of that person. You could really see what that person was like. But when we have OCD, we tend to fixate on one part. Like imagine like you're just looking at the feet and you're not able to, to pay attention to, to, to the whole of that person. And when we do this, what we're doing is we're actually missing out on so many of the things that are going right in any given moment. And this is kind of what I mean when I say take control of the narrative. Can you start to focus on some of, the, some of the things that might be going right in any given situation. Certainly in my situation right now, I'm finding it very tempting to, to get lost in, you know, some, some of the things that are not perfect. But I'm reminding myself, you know, that things could actually be a lot worse. Um, and there is a lot of things that are actually going right. Like we have uh, a fantastic hospital that we're in. The staff are really friendly, really nice. Um, you know, anything, any problem that we have, they're there straight away and they're supporting us. Um, you know, and uh, there's people and friends who are looking after my dog and house sitting and, you know, all sorts of messages I'm getting from people. So, so many positive things that that we have and if you choose to focus on those rather than on the things that are potentially 
you know, not as you would like them to be, it can really help you to feel more positive when you're in a, a challenging situation or when you're dealing with OCD. Then something else that I'm doing in this moment to help me to, to remain patient is focusing on, uh, on breath work. Breath work is such a helpful tool when you're in difficult situations where, you know, perhaps your stress response is activated, you're in a sympathetic nervous response, and, uh, you know, that fight or flight system is, is going and your adrenaline is being released into the system, cortisol is being released. And if we're not careful, if we don't manage that, that can lead to us just generally feeling worse and worse. We deplete all of our energy uh, and we end up tired, uh, irritated and uh, are less able to do the previous two things that I was talking about. And so it's really important that we try to take care of ourselves in this moment. And one of the best ways that I've found of doing that is through uh, breath work. Uh, so for example, I've been practicing uh, Wim Hof breathing, something that I do on a fairly regular basis. And that really helps me with, with grounding myself and building up energy. When you do the Wim Hof breathing, it can really help you to feel refreshed. Like it's almost like you've been for, for a run. And the reason for that is that you're actually changing uh, the release of hormones into your body. And so you're actually helping yourself to feel uh, more refreshed. And there's, there's also a lot of evidence uh, from the scientific studies that have been done into the Wim Hof Method to show that when you do the breathing, um, your uh, mitochondria in your cells are actually working harder to create ATP, uh, which is energy. And so you, you actually have a lot more energy after doing uh, the Wim Hof breathing. So I'm finding that to be very helpful right now as well. Um, and I'm also practicing 5-7 uh, breathing. If you listen to the podcast, you probably uh, have heard me talk about 5-7 breathing uh, before. Very simply, it's breathing in through the nose, uh, very calmly down into the belly for five seconds, and then breathing out um, through the mouth for seven seconds. And you might find when you're doing this that as you're breathing out, you may feel like there's nothing left to breathe out because seven seconds, I mean, most people are not normally extending their exhale for that long. But if you're able to do it, um, it really does uh, make a big difference because what you're doing is you're slowing your breathing right down. You're making sure that you're, you're breathing into your belly and belly breathing, uh, particularly when we breathe in through the nose, is very calming and effectively it's activating your parasympathetic uh, nervous system. So the opposite of the fight or flight system, it's the rest and digest system. And when we do this, it allows the body to recuperate, to actually calm itself down. And obviously, when you're in a moment of stress uh, and anxiety, because something's going on in your life, or even if you're struggling with OCD, routinely um, doing this kind of uh, breath work for at least uh, five minutes or so, if you can, but if you've only got a minute or two, that still helps as well it can really help change your, your mindset. Uh, and again, to, to enable you to do the previous two steps, which are so important to, to managing OCD. 
Um, so yeah, if you're working on, on, on patience and trying to be calm in difficult situations, I think those three things that I've just mentioned there could be really, really helpful for you. And certainly in this very challenging moment for myself, I'm finding it pretty helpful. So I hope that uh, you guys do uh, too with whatever challenges you might be having. Um, so there we go, guys. Um, that's it for today. Really hope that you found that helpful. And uh, I hope to see you next time. Many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.